We also really want to be findable, especially someplace like LinkedIn. And if those words don't connect, we won't be findable by the people who are using them. So really do try to look outside yourself a little bit from a search perspective and try to think of the words the people who need you are using to describe their needs. Today's episode is sponsored by WinTheHourWinTheDay.com, where we help you stop working so hard. Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey friends, I have just added a whole bunch of insane bonuses to our winner's circle. We are launching the winner's circle, which will just allow you to get all your ideas to execution, get you out of the trappings of admin, and really just build a business that supports your life instead of consuming it. So check out our winner's circle in the show notes. You don't want to miss out. I'm not kidding. You don't want to miss out. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day, and I am your host, Chris Ward, and today we have Christine Gritman in the house. I am pumped to have her here. Okay, if you're out there and you're on social media, especially LinkedIn, that's where I found her, and you're just like, you know, doing that thing, doing the scroll, I'm telling you, you, when you see her, you will stop or you will stop. It gets your attention. And that is spectacular. Not just because we all want to do that because she is all about branding. So she walks the walk, talks the talk. Welcome to the show, Christine. Thank you so much, Chris. Happy to be here. Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm all about, you know, anything that we can get A to B, you know, no fluff, big results, all that stuff. So branding is awesome, um, but you're going to tap into a really specific aspect of branding that we're neglecting. So, hey, let's just dive into it. Let's get going. Let's do it. So LinkedIn, you're going to talk about what we neglect in LinkedIn in our brand. Absolutely. And one thing that I'll say that is truly a blanket statement for any social media platform, for any place you're showing up digitally, if you get nothing out, you get nothing more out of today's episode than this. I want you to understand, fill in everything. That's really the shortcut here, top to bottom, because every single piece of your profile, wherever you are, including LinkedIn, is another opportunity to give information about yourself, another opportunity to put something out there that resonates with someone else, that catches someone else's eye. And you're also informing the algorithm. So every single social media platform out there has has what's called an algorithm behind it that decides who sees what when. Because quite frankly, if you saw everything from everyone you're connected to or everyone you follow all the time, you'd truly never be able to see anything because it would be like a stock ticker. It would just be constantly updating. So the algorithm sort of weighs and measures what it thinks a given person will find interesting on their feed at a given time with the ultimate goal of keeping them on the platform so that the platform can serve up ads to them. Um, So Okay, so that's a lot of really wise advice at a higher level. 
That's so just letting you know one of the primary benefits besides giving brand information, the algorithm likes it when you're complete. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm not rushing you along. I'm agreeing with you. So at a higher level, <laughs> yep. first of all, the gatekeepers, when they invite you into play, let's say LinkedIn, they're saying, look, we asked you to fill out everything and we mm-hmm. are not kidding. Please fill out everything. Yeah. So that's number one. Let's yeah. Your profile that way. Your profile is going to show up better in search. It's going to show up to the right people because you've given them more information as to who should be seeing you. Okay. So when you say fill in everything, I think I filled in everything. What are some things that people often miss? Absolutely. So I'm going to start from most obvious to least obvious. So the most obvious is at the very top, there's a banner there now, and that wasn't always there, but it's been there for a good several years now. Most people hopefully at this point have a profile picture. They know they should have a nice professional looking headshot. Don't be holding like a margarita and a cat unless you are a professional cat margarita manufacturer. Um, But the top banner, I'm shocked by how many people still don't have one. LinkedIn even has kind of, um, you know, generic ones that you can put up there now, but you really should use that opportunity, not only to give people a little information about yourself, but also about your brand. That can mean colors. It can mean fonts. It can just mean a picture somewhat related to what you do, or at the very minimum, some sort of imagery that conveys the feeling you want to convey or on the Mm. other end of the spectrum, you know, it can be a plain color and a couple words saying like your name, what you do, how to contact you like bare bones. But so many people don't bother utilizing that space. And that is a billboard. It's like somebody Mm. gave you a free billboard to use and you just didn't put anything up on it. So that's a really obvious one, but it still bears mentioning because so many people are still not taking advantage of that space. Okay, so that's a really good point. I definitely have a banner up of mine. And I do think in the past though, with that transition where LinkedIn was a little bit more, mm, I don't even know, uh, what's the word? It was uh, whatever, dry. it was dry. That's a great word. It was a little bit more dry. So I think people confused, well, all this is in Facebook. Who's gonna yeah. bother with that? So <laughs> you, hear, you hear it guys, make sure you do that. But then on the other hand, too, I think it lends itself to, again, what you're saying is like, they're asking you to do some basics, fill that in, right? So, all right, I do have the banner. That's all great. And I've had that for a very long time. And, but I think your point, which is a little bit more even salient is like, it's a billboard. Like we paid so much back, you know, when (laughs) dinosaurs roamed the earth and we were just (laughs) handing out flyers and stuff, we paid so much for that. So it is a billboard. Okay. So that's, you said obvious. Yeah, yes. it's free. I'm all about free. So you said the obvious to the least obvious. Keep keep throwing it at us. So another thing is your headline, and that's what appears okay. right under your name. LinkedIn defaults to having this be your current position or title mm-hmm. and your current employer. That gives people very little information. Um, you can say it a lot of the a lot of times it defaults to, you know, say, for example, founder at Christine Gritman Inc. That mm-hmm. has given people no information whatsoever. All right. Maybe it gives some information that I started my own business, but what is founder? Who's looking for a founder unless they're specifically a journalist trying to interview founders, in which case you can put that elsewhere on your profile. And what's Christine Gritman Inc.? Unless you know, you don't know. So basically founder at Christine Gritman Inc., gives people no information. The way I like to term a good headline is not what's your position. What do you do? Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So give people some sort of information so that when you come up in search, when you come across them somehow, maybe it's a friend of a friend, whenever someone comes across you and they're hovering over your face and all they see is that little bit of headline, they should truly have some sense of what it even is that you do. And they should ideally be intrigued to find out more. You want to make them click with that. That doesn't mean do something clickbaity. Don't be so mysterious and be like, click to find mm. out more. <laughs> no, be informative because you don't want everybody clicking. You want people who care what you do to be clicking. So don't make it that hard for them to find out what that is. That's, you know what, you brought up a couple of really good points that I, so I definitely have a title and, and I'm clear on that. So, but it, you, a couple of things you said, like, you know, don't say your founder at, which I have always struggled with. And somebody actually mm-hmm. asks you what you are, the CEO thing. Come on. Like we yeah. all, we still do associate CEOs do with large corporations. Do? That's not me. Right. Yeah. So the founder and also again, I think founder to me lends itself to bigger establishments, Mm -hmm. nonprofit, all that stuff. So I have been putting, and in my case where my audience often is what I say, chasing the wrong thing, they're stressed, they're overworked, they're facing burnout. Mm -hmm. And they think, Oh, maybe I just need this, or maybe I need a sales coach. And they're, and and it's like, no, they have no infrastructure in their business. So everything else they do will be short term. Cause we're all about that whole 60, 40 formula where you should be in execution mode 60% of the time. Now, my case, because that needs a little bit of education, I lend itself to some of the keywords like productivity, maybe even sometimes time management. That's not really what we do, but it might be something that they think they need when they get to that burnout stage. So again, using those type of approaches is what you're suggesting. And you bring up another really good point, which is that the language that we use to describe what Mm. we're offering is often a little different from the language people are using to try to find us. And we need to think more in the latter camp because while it does matter the language that we like and it matters the words that we choose to describe ourselves, we also really wanna be findable, especially someplace like LinkedIn. And if those words don't connect, we won't be findable by the people who are using them. So really do try to look outside yourself a little bit from a search perspective and try to think of the words the people who need you are using to describe their needs. Yeah, and we all fall victim to that because listen, I always say too that 80% of websites you're speaking to your peers, not to your audience. Yep. And then if you <laughs> went to all that book learning and went to college and university and you do all this stuff and you're coming at it from an academic point of view, almost like you're presenting or you've been invited to speak, but you're not getting down and just talking to people instead of, you know, presenting to them. Mm-hmm. So really I find too, ah, oh, you know what? I'm ashamed to say this, but every once in a while, and, and we're really good about what we call auditing stuff. So my team has mm-hmm. this thing where they will audit the website once a month to make sure all the links are working and this and that. But I find myself every once in a while, I'll, I'll end up on my own LinkedIn page for something and I'll realize, oh, oh, I, I could, that's not, I could say that a lot better, or we don't even do that anymore because we've got this new program replacing mm-hmm. that. So I think a regular visit, which I know is so hard to structure, but just to keep an eye on visiting what, how the other world, uh, the outside world is seeing what you're doing. I'm tinkering. Not the, not the other world. I only have one world. Everybody write that down. I don't hear voices. Just my own. <laughs> I'm tinkering all the time. First okay. of all, anytime I talk about LinkedIn with someone or work on it with a client, I look at my own and I'm like, this is terrible. 
and it's not mm. terrible, but I always, I always realize I'm like, oh, this could be so much stronger. This could be so much better. Yeah. And my website too. And the great thing is I do my own website. I do my own LinkedIn. I do my own everything. So I can go in and make little changes like on a daily basis if I want to. And here's the thing about that. You are the only person who's really going to register. Oh, they changed that. You know, people yeah. feel like, oh, I shouldn't go in and make tiny changes. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait and do a whole big overhaul and it's oh, going to be no. great. Yeah. And in the meantime, they have people coming across their outdated stuff ideally every day if you're lucky. So, you know, I say just make a tweak when you think of it because no one else is looking at your profile so closely that they're going to be like, oh, she's changing stuff every day. Nobody cares. Just do no. it. The, the closer you can get it to good, don't wait for perfect. Don't wait to have all your ducks in a row. Make the tweaks as you think of them. Just do it. It's fine. A little bit stronger yeah, every and day, that, just fine. That lends itself to what I call, you know, mm -hmm. a justified distraction. Like, oh, okay, at the end of the month, I'm going to plan, I'm going to have this day, I'm going to really focus on LinkedIn mm -hmm. and all that other stuff. Don't buy into that. People You're right. Put so, people put yeah. so much off. One of the biggest excuses that I hear from people about uh, hesitating to put their personal branding stuff together is they say, oh, well, I'm about to redo my website. So I'm focused on that right now. And then I'll work with you after my website's done. Can I tell oh. you how often <laughs> those websites are finished on time? Never, because- But they need their branding for the website anyhow. Who, who's the website about? That doesn't make any sense. Don't get me started on that one. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back into LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Some other things that we are neglecting as we burn through this list. Yes. So at the top, again, this is a newer function, but by newer, I mean a few years now, which is okay. you can actually specify the categories of service that you offer. Right. And a lot of people haven't, there's a whole lot of stuff hidden in the header now that not enough people are taking mm -hmm. advantage of. You can also record what's called a cover video that does not yes. go in the same place as the banner cover image. If you've gone to someone's profile, people can go to my profile, for example, and please do, Christine Gritman. If you go there, you'll see my profile picture, but then you'll see a movie. You'll see it start talking there in my profile circle, and then it'll go back to the picture. It's trying to entice you to click. If you go there, you'll hear, you know, you'll see a quick video from me explaining who I am, what I do, and why you should care. That's so again, like I said, the banner is like someone paid for a billboard for you that you just need to use. This is even more incredible. This is like someone set up a meeting for you. This is an incredible opportunity to, first of all, do the utmost branding tool, which is your own self, your own face, your own voice. You know, we have a, a visceral reaction to videos yeah. that automatically yeah. pulls people in a lot deeper, but it's also an opportunity to say who you are and what you do in your own words in a really concise fashion. Do not make them long. Nobody's watching that. But if you keep it short and snappy, it's it's just such a great opportunity to entice people to want to learn more. And I think most people don't even know that that's there. That has yeah. only been there. The videos have only been there for a month or two. That is fairly Yeah, new. let me just jump in there. So what yeah. happens, everyone out there, is you go to click on your LinkedIn. And then instead of your profile picture, there's a button there you can edit. And you can shoot like, I don't even know what it is, like a 10-second video or something. Now, it kind of messed me up for a bit, Christine, because when you go on your own page, your video pops up. And then I was like, oh, I thought it wasn't working for a bit because like it pops mm -hmm. up and goes back to the picture. But yeah. I think that's, you're supposed to click on it. It's correct? so people click. Yeah. Okay. So people will click on that and hear you. But also, even if it failed, like, like I thought it was, I thought, oh, it's showing up and then it's going away. <laughs> it catches your eye because then, you know, a little two second video pops up. So I think 
technically, even if sort of didn't officially work, it's eye catching and add something there. But yes, then people can click on it and hear you. Okay. It creates awesome. an experience. Yeah, that is something. Yeah, it's something a little newer that I think a lot of people are not aware of. Another thing. Oh, sorry. Once I think LinkedIn is becoming so much more dynamic and much more interesting. And so I think we've all been neglecting it for a while because it just had this horrible reputation for, as you said, being dry. And then these LinkedIn blitzes were just so painful. Like you say hello, and then you get this big, long, (laughs) I love it when somebody connects to me and then they offer me to make all this money every month. I don't know what selling, whatever. It's like, you didn't even like, are you, what makes you think I'm like, why do you think I'm struggling and I need to make $10,000 a month doing whatever for you? Like, yep. Let me rephrase that. Not that we can't all use bonuses, but their, their offer was so out of context without any relationship to me or what I did. So -hmm. then I think we all pull away from LinkedIn, but I think it's getting much more, you know, much more of a real networking place for professionals. It really is. They're, they're making it more dynamic. As you said, they are taking a lot of cues from places like Facebook with the cover images and all of that. But one cue that they've taken from Facebook that I really like is that previously LinkedIn was not a great repository for content. Your content didn't live anywhere on your profile. Uh, Even articles, even LinkedIn articles, which is LinkedIn's sort of built-in blog, was kind of tricky to find. You have to do some, some work there. And they have revamped the way they, they um, present what's called featured content. Mm-hmm. Featured content is an incredible tool because it doesn't only allow you to feature content that you've published on LinkedIn. Featured oh, okay. content, the featured content section used to be sort of an addendum at the end of the about section. Mm-hmm. And now it is, uh, it is its own section and it is above the about section. And it's fantastic because you don't just have to go, go ahead. So I did notice that what I want to ask is I was doing articles there for a while and then I got, wasn't sure that, okay. So if I write a blog and I put it on LinkedIn first before my actual blog, that's a misnomer, right? Like it should be on my blog and then we can repurpose it to LinkedIn, correct? So what I love doing I, here's, here's my LinkedIn blog recipe for you. So okay. you do the blog on your own homepage, which is yeah. ultimately where you want to drive people to right. go on LinkedIn, start writing an article, do the title, do the header post in the be- paste in the beginning of your blog. Okay. And just when it's about to get good. Okay. Say, <laughs> read more here and put the link. And then ask an engagement question. You really want to give them a reason to come back to that LinkedIn article and get the comment thread going. So do ask them an engagement question to answer after they've gone and read the full article. So that's part one is creating that article. Then when you click post on that article, it will ask if you want to make a post about it um, on your LinkedIn feed. And of course you do. So ask a different engagement question there because again, you do want them to click. You don't want it to just be sharing a link. So ask another engagement question there. After you've done that, here's the tricky bit. Don't post your LinkedIn article to your featured content section. Post the link to your actual blog post to your featured content section. Oh, okay. Because again, all, all traffic, we're trying to get to your actual website. The reason we're bothering with the LinkedIn article is so that that post that you've shared on LinkedIn will get a little bit more reach because if you just post 
posted the link to your external blog as a LinkedIn post, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't get as much traction because LinkedIn does not love external links, but it's totally cool pointing someone to your LinkedIn article. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let me review this because I, it's hard sometimes when we're not actually looking at this. So I have a blog, I've written a blog. Now I'm going to go into LinkedIn and I'm going to start at the title, the header, a few images. And when it gets good, I'm going to direct you to my blog. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also going to add in that post recapping here for you guys. I'm going to add in that post some engagement questions. So they will have had to finish reading the blog. And -hmm. then what they're saying is that we can also repurpose this to a post. And again, we want to have different engagement questions, but I think what was it about the post? You say, don't put the, in the post we want to. In the post, it's, we... the post is fine. The post will link to the LinkedIn article. Okay, perfect. Okay, awesome. Okay. So people will right. see the post on their feed. They'll right. click on that LinkedIn article that the post links to. They'll go to okay. your LinkedIn article and read and they'll get interested. And then it's like, oh, got to click to read the rest of the blog. Okay, okay. So we've got a couple minutes left. What's some important stuff that you see missing all the time that we just want to at least touch on? Big, big thing um, is people will fill in their work history. They'll fill in their education and they won't link to the actual pages of the institutions themselves. A lot of times companies you've worked for do have a company page. Schools you've attended do have a school page. And you just have to make sure that your um your sections link to those. And the way you do that is when you're filling out the company name or when you're filling out the school or whatever, type it slowly and notice the suggestions that come up. LinkedIn is dying to suggest existing pages to you. And here's what that does. If you don't tag it, if you just write the words, it stands alone and sure people can see it. But if you connect to that actual company page, to that actual school page, to that institution of whatever sort it is, you are now part of that network. People can search by that. Whenever I'm scrolling through LinkedIn, it keeps making little helpful suggestions to me, like this person also attended Vassar College, or this person also used to work at the Estee Lauder companies. You know, it's constantly trying to make those connections for people. Those connections are what LinkedIn is all about. A friend of mine, let me jump in there though. I kind of thought like, it's, listen, I'm not, I am by no means suggesting that I am old in any capacity. However, it's, it has been more than five years since I was in university. So I was thinking, (laughs) I was thinking, well, what do they care that I went to Ryerson? Like, it's not what, what difference does that make? So I'm sure it's in there, but you know, the university I went to, I was like, well, why would I, what's so important about me connecting to that? My friend, Risa Hogue has a really great tip, which is, Let's let's fast let's fast forward or flash back to when travel was a thing. She'd say, okay, let's say I'm going to LA for for business or pleasure or whatever. And I'd like to possibly meet up with some uh, prospects while I'm out there. I'd like to maybe network. I'd like to maybe, you know, get some stuff going. She will go onto LinkedIn, she'll click on her alma mater. She'll sort, you don't have to put your years that you attended on there. I know a lot of people are sensitive about that, but if you do, she'll put in the years that she was there. So she's now seeing everyone who attended, in her case, SUNY Purchase, between X year and Y year. And so if she sees someone who comes up in that search who she might actually want to take a meeting with, whether she actually knew them or not, though it can bring up people who you did know, she has Uh, an in. She can say, hey, I see you. We were at purchase at the same time. And I see we're in similar fields. I'm actually going to be in LA next week. Want to grab a coffee? 
Right, right, right. You know what? I know this. And sometimes you forget, you don't, you don't see it from a different angle. Like we do that. I go onto LinkedIn and I look at things that say, okay, this is a connection or this could start a conversation. We're all doing that. We're doing, but we're doing it the like planting one seed at a time instead of getting a crop. So yeah. you're right. That just gives us another opportunity to start a discussion with somebody. Hey, I see we both did this. Yeah. Even something as simple, people also neglect their volunteer opportunities, causes they care about, boards that they're on, because they say, well, this is neither business nor education. This is just something mm. I do in my personal time. That says a lot too, because a lot of times that is what people will latch onto. Mm. It could be you and someone very similar to you in terms of education and background who someone is going to meet with, but then they see that you are involved in uh, a breast cancer charity and they themselves are a breast cancer survivor. You know what? You've done something that made a connection that went beyond and it's not a tactic. The best part is that it's genuine. You've connected with them on something you actually care about as a human being which goes a lot deeper than just where you went to school, where you happened to work. It says something about you as a person. So don't shy away from being complete and being a part of that larger picture for even things in your personal life as well, because you never know what's going to resonate. Yeah. And you know, shame on me because I know, of course, we all know at this point about the algorithms, but I guess I got tricked or sidetracked when you scroll down your LinkedIn profile and that stuff is so way at the bottom. And I think, oh, who's going to be looking at that? Like, who cares by the time they get down here, even, even, you know, uh, the testimonials, I've got quite a, the way we have things set up. I I do really well. I mean, I have, I don't know, well over a hundred testimonials and and that's great. But again, I just wanted it to be something that kept uh, LinkedIn alive versus I don't really think people are looking at them. So you're right. This isn't about, Hey, are they scrolling down? It's about the algorithm. So, ah, I forgot. I forgot that. (laughs) I forgot that. I live and die by the algorithm. So Uh, I never forget. (laughs) I have the saying with my coaching clients, we got coaching clients and, you know, one-on-one semi-privates in our winner's circle. And what I often say is sometimes I'm like, oh, it's really important when you're reminded of something and where you go, oh, I forgot. I knew that. I knew that and I forgot I knew it and I forgot how important it was. So there's a lot, Christine, I knew that, but I think sometimes the stuff you forgot you knew is more important than the new stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Well, this has been a spectacular use of our time. Christine, where can people find more of your brilliance? Oh God, everywhere. I'm all over the place. Um, I would say go to gritman.com. So that's G-R-I-T, like when something's gritty, like sand and M-O-N like Monday. So gritman.com slash connect. That will show you links to all of my social media platforms. You can get on my newsletter. You can see my show, all those things. And you can also give me your information so that I can go support you as well. So that's gritman.com slash connect. But I'm also on all the platforms. I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I don't really do TikTok though. Sorry. No, I haven't. They haven't talked (laughs) me into that yet either. But, and I have to say, you know what? I'm very fortunate. A lot of people give me a lot of compliments about how we put our brand out and what we're doing. And I'm really always, you know, quite pleased if I, you know, like, okay, I'm doing something right, but hats off to you. You pop out on the page, like you (laughs) own the page that you're on. It doesn't matter what's happening. If you're scrolling, it's like, 
it's like Academy Award lights go shining on you. You do a <laughs> spectacular job of it. So you guys, you got to check her out just to see that because it will literally leap off your page, anything that she does. So, and awesome. I help other people do the same. I help make sure that all the spotlights are shining on you. Well, you clearly you're good at it. So that is uh, that's a no brainer. All right, everyone else, we will see you in the next episode. And Christine, thank you again. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. Hey guys, don't miss out. Hop on over to free gift from Chris.com. That's free gift G I F T from Chris K R I S.com. We are constantly putting goodies in there just for you guys so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it.